0: That's right, the hot stove is buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. Man, we're going to talk to David Rifkin in a little bit, season ticket holder for the New York Yankees. But a lot of teams are doing business. To Whereas if y'all know baseball, y'all know the deals. But when I saw this tweet from Passon, you know, a half hour ago, Texas Rangers... $561.2 million, New York Mets $254 million, Toronto Blue Jays $121 million, Seattle Manors $115 million, Detroit Tigers $77 million, Houston Astros $67 million, the Miami Marlins $53 million, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim $45 million, St. Louis Cardinals $44 million, San Francisco Giants, $36 million. And this is what we want, right? Normally, maybe three out of all these that got signed get signed. But this is what's great about the NBA. They have that one or two days where everybody gets signed. And we're honestly only having this because of a potential lockout looming. But this is what's great about the game of baseball. It brings intrigue and interesting. And to me, that's not even the major topic of conversation I want to talk about. And it has nothing to do with the Yankees. It's the possibility... Of new playoffs. Where. There's 14 teams. 7 and 7. The best record in each league. Gets a bye. Then the division. Winners. Choose their team. They're home for all three games. And they have a three game series wild card. To me that's the big story. And that just makes fucking baseball stupid to where now winning your division is not good enough now. Because now you want that buy. You want the best record in the American League. You want the best record in the National League. Okay? Texas Rangers. Corey Seager. 10 years. 325 million dollars. Max Scherzer of the Mets, three years, $130 million. $7 million over Cole for average annual value. Seattle Mariners sunk $115 million in Robbie Ray, right? So teams, you know, Mar- Marcus Simmons the, the other day, seven years, $175 million to the Texas Rangers. What the Mets also did was Starling Marte and Marcana and Eduardo Escobar. Where these guys are getting millions of dollars. So, it seems like the owners are also doing this to show, hey, we're willing to spend money, guys. So, don't make us the bad guys. That's probably what's going on. And Michael K. mentioned that on on the Michael K. show earlier today. So, now players can't say, hey... They're locking us out just to save money. No. All that money. And the Rangers also got John Gray too. And Ke- Kevin Godwin signed with, signed with Toronto Blue Jays. So the money's there. And this is what I wanted. I wanted the shortstops to be taken. I wanted them to be gone. And even even if Javi Bias Go somewhere. He's not going to the Yankees. Right? So, let's say he's technically gone already. So, it basically comes down to Trevor Story or Carl Trey. Now, you got to get one of the two. It should be Correa or Bust. But, if you get Trevor Story, you got to do a lot more things. If... They get another shortstop besides one of them two. The Yankees are a fail. And that's it. So before we talk to David, what's your thoughts? If the Yankees sign Alderton Simmons
1: and he's your starting shortstop in 2022, it is a colossal failure. Colossal failure. You got it. Listen, I got on the Carlos Correa train. I've been wanting Carlos Correa. I want Carlos Correa. I truly hope he's signs. And before David comes on, I hope that signs. signs. Um, according to Jim Bowden, the Yankees are in on both uh, Correa and Story. And the Red Sox are, could be a potential surprise suiter for Correa, which would piss me off. But, look, at the end of the day, the Yankees need to get one to two like you said, Nick. If the Yankees sign Calm Trevor Story, I won't be happy about it, but the Yankees got to do other things. If they, if they had a better roster and then Story's play, fine, whatever. But they get Carl's career and, and this, just so people understand, just because you also get Carl's career doesn't mean the work is done. You still got to do more work, but it would be a nice slam dunk to get Carl's career. That's all my thoughts. I good for other teams spending money, especially the Mets, who overpay for a lot of guys. When, hey, they get They're going to have a $300 million payroll. The Mets are going to have the highest payroll for the first time since 1989. Good for the Mets to go spend the money. And for the Yankees, you you get a big shortstop, that's great. But just remember, the job's still not done. There's still work to be done. But getting a big-time shortstop helps you know in the field, and that's just the start.
0: Yes it has and a whole lot of money's going around. And before we talk about our frustration on the New York Yankees, before which is a lot, right? That's going to be the bulk of the pod. Before we talk about all these signings. First let's talk about the horrible idea of not only a three-game series wild card round. Not only seven teams from each league, all right? And sure Yankee fans may like that and say, Oh, if we would've had that against Boston, let's be honest. I don't think that would have made the difference. I truly don't. Because if the Yankees didn't do shit for Garrett Cole and Garrett Cole didn't do shit, what what would have been done anything else? So, David, what do you what what do you think on that possibility of being the playoffs?
1: You know, I mean, like, I'm I'm torn. I don't love the one game playoff personally. I just think it. I personally think it's too many. I think it's too many eggs in a, in a basket. And like, especially when you can have. I know it didn't happen that way this year, but like, you could have a scenario where where one team could come in the wild card. and you actually, look at the National League. Right, the Dodgers had over a hundred wins. And then St. Louis had like eighty something wins, and they're playing one game to decide it. so. I don't, I don't love that, but I certainly don't love this whole expanded playoff concept in the picking your teams. And I mean, I think all that stuff is ludicrous. I think there's certainly a better way to do it. In the end, in the end, there will be expanded playoffs because that's where the owners made more money, and it will come down to something where players will want something, and the owners will say fine and give us a expanded playoff so we can make more TV money. Like, that's that's going to happen. It's just a matter of how they do it. I am not. Hey, David. You're just your boy, What's James. Up, Welcome back. What's going on, my, 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 my compadre? Um, I'm not for expanded playoffs. I think it's stupid. I think you're yeah. following the NBA model. You're following the NHL model. I liked how baseball water was, you know. Because yeah, you look how the Mariners and Blue Jays, they came so close to make the playoffs. I believe they had close to like 8-9, 90-plus 9, ones. They couldn't make it, which was that show that, hey, man, you know, you lost a nation and lost. Because now what you're doing is, this is my fear, and both of you is helping me out here. If they expand the playoffs, you know what the Yankees, you know, what they, you know what's going to happen with the front office? They could be like, hey, you know what? They expand the playoffs. The Yankees are good enough to make the playoffs. It's a crap shoot all we got to do is just get a little tweak here, a little yeah. tweak there. We don't got to do any big moves. We're good, yo. We're going to make the playoffs anyway. We're fine. I, I mean, I mean, that doesn't that just – so, one, I, I agree with you. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not for expanding the playoffs. I think it happens because I think the owners are. Um, I'm with you on the concept of the – to your point, like, you crash crapshoot anyway, and I think that also goes toward the owners want, which could then – could then could then get them to not invest more in going over the top on on their team salaries. I think is certainly a concern of the players. Um, and I, the other thing is, though, if you're going to expand the playoffs, then you have to fix the unbalanced schedule. Because how is it fair that the Yankees have to play a gauntlet that includes, you know, the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Jays? But you know, the central the central is going to have the Indians. I'm going to call them the Indians, the Indians, and you know, and another, and, and, and a weaker division, right? Like it's it, it's not if you're going to have expanded playoffs and, and it's going to go that way, then you, the schedule needs to be more balanced, where you're not you're not penalizing teams for playing in one division over the other.
0: I mean, me at the end of the day, they they have to prioritize winning your division. So, you know, Dodgers winning 100-plus games and playing the wild card, I don't, I don't feel bad just because, hey, you yeah, yeah, should have won more games, right? So, I'm, I don't hate that. Of course, of course, their only sole reason to do expanded playoffs is for money. So, they're not even caring about the product of the game because even with the extra spots... The real teams will show them anyway. So you're watering down playoffs. The NFL did it too, but the difference is the NFL can do whatever the fuck they want because that's how powerful they are, right? But but you're still going to get the top teams to be in there. Like all these moves, spending all this money on the Rangers, I have no problem being that guy saying they're doing all that to finish third in the American League West because that's what's going to happen. The Astros will win that division. The Mariners will get second place, and Houston and and the Texas Rangers will finish third, and they'll finish maybe in the fourth or third wildcard, wild card wild card spot, and maybe with the expanded playoffs, maybe that gets them in a, a, a wild card three game matchup. Maybe it does, right? But that's that that's what they're doing, or if. If they all falter to what they are, then they wasted all that money for nothing. And so far, everything I've been speaking to existence is coming true. And this is going to show us if the Yankees are serious or not. Because now there's no, all. Oh, we have a choices. We have choices. No. Simeon's gone. Corey Seeker's gone. Right? The shortstops, the Yankees probably really wanted. Are gone. But guess who's still available? My man, the best shortstop. Y'all know where I'm going with it. And it's goddamn mouth fucking story. We do not need a storybook in shortstop. We don't need fucking eggs and ham out there or fucking wonderful life of the who's. We need Carlos Correa. We need to know what time it is. We need a star out there. We need a World Series champion out there. We need a guy who, if the Yankees lose four in a row, we need a guy to flip over the fucking arts and crafts table, say, don't eat fucking sandwiches. You got to win, motherfuckers. That's it. Watch me work, kiss my ass, and let me let me shine. That's what we need. And, and at this point, if the Yankees don't get Carlos Correa, here's, here's what we got to ask ourselves is, okay, who the fuck's our shorts up then? Because it's going to be Andleton Simmons Or some crap, which then, if it's that situation, I'd rather have had Velasquez. Because it's not that much money. And then you also gotta say, okay, if they're not gonna get Correa, that means Anthony Volpe better be a fucking star. Because if he's not a star, and that puts a whole lot of pressure on the kid. Because guess what's gonna happen? Say, Let's say Anthony Volpe is the 2023 New York Yankee shortstop. Let's just say they rushed a timeline, right? Maybe he need a little more season in 2023. and Maybe he'd be ready by the second half of 2023. But let's just say they rushed it just because they didn't want to be proved wrong. And let's say he starts worse than Didi. Let's say he starts 1 or like 4 for like 37. And he's striking out a lot. He has... 4-6 to errors, And Carlos Correa. Shine the first year of his mega deal. Trevor Story, Simeon. All of them are hitting. And Anthony Volpe looks bad. Whether he ends up finding it or not. That part doesn't matter. But if that happens. It's going to make the Yankees look really bad. And Correa, Correa might not be enough. You'll still have to get. Anthony or Matt Olson, and at this point, if you're the Oakland Athletics, and you know how bad the Yankees need Matt Olson or Sean Mania or the other good starter they got out there, you're going to say, okay, you know what? We want Peraza. We want a Gio Urshela or Gleyber Torres. We want this. We want that. We want to tax we, we We're going to tax you to four prospects anyway, but guess what? Maybe we want five now. So how bad do you want Matt Olson?" David, what do you think about that? So, so one,
1: um, thank you. I, you know, today's been frustrating as can be. and I needed a good laugh, and having you go, having you go off on your on your career tangent as well. But um, you know, listen, it, it, this has been ungodly frustrating today because you can't, you can't end a disappointing season, then bring the manager back because you blame it on the players and then have a record-free agency start and not find anybody. You know, I tweeted something earlier that Andrew Heaney has gotten more money than the Yankees have spent this offseason, and that is, that is shocking, right? It's embarrassing. Um, but if you believe that Cash telegraphs some of what he's going to do, you know, he said they need to get better defensively up the middle, they need to get more athletic. You know, listen, Correa, there is no doubt he's that guy. I have been... I was more on the Seeger because of the left-handed bat, and I, thought, and I think he's a better basketball player, but there's no doubt that Correa is certainly the better all-around player. Um, I will tell you that if from, just from my POV, that if, if, you, if they believe that Glaber Torres is, is a long-term solution for this roster somewhere on second days, whatever it might be, I think Correa is the guy you want who can help get that out of Glaber, because I think Correa is a guy that Glaber can look at and go, this guy knows how to come to work every day and play hard and do it right and and turn himself into a star. You know, I I question whether they're going to make the move, because I think he's going to get something in the realm of 10, 350, and are they going to be willing to go there? But I'm sure maybe they've decided they are going to go there because they think you can opt out after three years anyway. So what's the difference? You know, I guess if I was betting, I'd probably still I'd bet on story because I just think it's going to be six one hundred and fifty or something like that, and and they can stomach that. Um, But I do think that if they are if they are serious about what they said about spending, um, you know, certainly uh, Boone was on CC's podcast and made reference to knowing a player that he really wants. You know, in, in, if you read the tea leaves, you can certainly make it look too, like it's going to be Correa. Um, the only other thing that I'll say is that I think you're spot on if you have to do more than just Correa. And I think they know that, too. And, you know, Olsen makes too much sense because they're willing, they could take on the $12 million. If they have the pieces that they could move to make it worthwhile. Even if you sign Correa, you trade Carraza. And I, think, I don't think there's anybody you can offer a player up. To get Olson as good as Peraza, and I mention whatever else you give, um, and I think that I think if you do that, you're set up, right? Like when, when we had our when we had our when we talked about it the first night, we if you, if you said we're going to get Correa and Olson. y'all would have said, "Yep, sign me up. Let's do it. Go to sleep and wake me up on opening day." So, let's hope. I would say if you get if you get Correa and you get and you try and then I would try to be greedy. I throw in Peraza because obviously they view Volpe as a guy that has stardom and they view Peraza as more of a you know a decent a decent player. But he but they, they don't view him in the same breath as how they view Volpe. You throw in Peraza yeah. in that deal with Olsen, and you try to see if you can swing in and get Mania too because you know Luke is gone. You, you, you're thinking Luke is gone. You now you can't move DJ at all, which means Blaber's going to probably be gone. And now here's a big question that no one's answering. Obviously Stallings got traded to the Marlins. What's gonna? It feels as if Gary Sanchez is going to be back. It talked me into what the one the better options that the Yankees can go with with catcher. Because it seems to me, guys, the size of points that Gary getting a contract off getting getting tendered by the Yankees. So I don't believe I, I, I believe that Gary Sanchez to be on this roster when I see it on Opening Day, and the reason why is if this team is as cheap as they're acting, which is they they the luxury tax, maybe they're not going to go to ten three fifty or whatever it is, you know, then how are you going to pay a catcher seven and a half million dollars who you didn't want to pay six million dollars last year to who will not be there on Opening Day will not be there for game one of the playoffs because he can't because he can't catch your ace. How are you gonna pay that guy seven and a half million dollars? So I just don't see it. I mean it's like if you if you save these seven and a half million dollars, I mean that, that, that money almost covers Olsen's salary on its own. Um, so I, I just think that rate him for something tomorrow, I heard that there is San Diego was looking at Alfaro, so maybe you make a deal with San Diego. Um, certainly, there's probably other teams who would, who would take him for a low-level prospect or something. I would take Jan Gomes over him. I think he'd cost less money. It'd be one year, just like Gary would be significantly upgraded on, on defense. I still, you know, there could be – maybe there's a play for Contreras still. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you send someone like uh, – like Chad Green. First of all, maybe maybe Chicago's willing to take a shot in on on um, on Gary for a year. it be you'd save money, um, or maybe you put something like like Chad Green in the deal to get Contreras, and that offsets four million of it. Um, but you know, I think there's still Kelly and there's Murphy and the other guys too. I think there are certainly plenty of ways to do it. Just coming down to how they want to spice it, but um, I just don't believe they're going to give a guy seven, $7 million seven and a half million dollars who can't catch Cole.
0: And half the front office didn't want to keep him last year. I'd, I'd like that. I'd love Wilson Contreras. He's such a great bat man. And he's more consistent, right? He don't just hit home runs. He hits singles. He hits all across the field. He don't need to stand on no one's stupid knee. He's And at this point, Gary Sanchez just needs that in New York. And I don't care if he finds it anywhere else. But he is done with New York. New York's done with him. He's done with New York. It's better for him if he moves on. Because the longer he stays here, it's just going to kill him. And it's it's going to affect him. But it's like, also too, who's going to want to take the Yankees trash, right? If you're giving Gary Sanchez to a team, you're going to have to give them something else. So it have to be, you know he'd have to be with a Praza. He'd have, he'd have to be with the Chagrin. He'd have to be with someone where it's okay, we don't mind taking your pet project, a major pet project possibly, but you also gotta give us something willing to. You know, you know, it's like it's like taking down a broken a broken beamer. That that needs a lot of work, okay. Are you also giving me a couple of grand for that? You know, so that's that's what Gary Sanders is I will love I will love Jorge Alfaro. You know, he he came in that big Philadelphia trade. I always I always thought he was a great catcher. Um, J- Jacob Stallings, I mean, a lot of people look, look at his stuff, and it's all a lot of projected stats and what he's done, but who knows if that's really the answer. So, at the end of the day, I'd like, I'd be on a Matt Olsen. But I'd rather have Anthony Rizzo. We, even, even though it's only half of the season, we know he can play in New York, and the bat's going to be there in a full season. Remember too, he played ten games after coming back from COVID, so that's why his stats look so bad. But if you if if he plays in a whole regular season with the Yankees, and unless unless it's from a back injury. He's going to hit 20 to 30 home runs. He's going to get you 70 to 90 RBIs. But the defense is going to be there. And that's the most important part. If you get Carlos Correa with Anthony Rizzo, because you can't go from Rizzo to Luke Wood at first, or DJ to LeMayu at first. That's a failure. So if you have Anthony Rizzo at first, and the Yankees starting pitching right now, they have 1 through 5. It would be nice to have an extra starter just in case someone gets hurt. But the Yankees don't desperately need one through five. But they desperately need a shortstop. And center fielder. I mean, people got mad at the Buxton in extension. But he was never coming here. He wasn't. I'm telling you, half the time, half the time with this whole you are a Yankee thing. I truly believe Yankee Twitter just says that just to be a moron. Because they like their WRC+. They like their projected stats. They think they're so good in a short sample size with one team. They think they're gonna be good in the Yankees. But guess what? They might wet their pants in New York. And remember too, the last Oakland Athletic that became a Yankee, he kind of sucked. So who's to say Matt Olson wouldn't? Who's to say Matt Olson wouldn't? Would it wet his pants to put on the pinstripes and 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 strike like Joey Gallo? What about Joey Gallo? The perfect swing for Yankee Stadium. The perfect swing. Yeah, he had about he had about seven home runs with the Yankees and maybe four of them were in Yankee Stadium. So people gotta stop with the projected stats. That don't mean a goddamn thing. And and at the end of the day, Yankees, you sold us on resetting the luxury tax. Why did you sell us that? That's to pay a lot of money because you know there was five-star shortstops. Well, guess what? That number's gone, and if the Yankees don't get nobody big, you know what we're going to see? Brian Cashman and Hal talk about that. I'll moop. Like, like how people show highlights on Twitter? That, That's all we're going to see now. People are going to tweet that out with some bullshit. And, and for season ticket holders, if you're locked up in contracts... I understand you can't get it out of that. And I know people are still going to be clowns. And people are still going to go to games. But you got to ask yourself, why? Why would you pay the Yankees money to go to games? Why? If 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 you can extend your season ticket to hold a contract now, why? Why would you do that? Why would you give money to a team that gives nothing to you? The Yankees haven't gave anything to us fans. From 2010 and on. They have not given us nothing. 100 wins ain't enough anymore. Division title ain't enough anymore. ALCS appearance, that's not enough anymore. You know what? Not even a World Series appearance will be enough. They gotta give us a World Series fucking championship. Alright? That's what they gotta give us. So, if you're looking to buy season tickets, don't do it! If you're looking to extend, don't do it! Don't be a fucking clown. Because, right now, Hal Steinbrenner knows we, I can put the same exact fucking team 2022 and y'all suck dick motherfuckers are gonna come to my building, suck my dick, buy my merch, buy my drinks, buy my food. How Simon are basically saying, I own you motherfuckers. You're my property. Yankees can suck. We can win 90 games and I own you motherfuckers. That's what House saying right now. By not doing a goddamn thing when the Texas Rangers are spending a half a Billion dollars, and they're probably done now. They they probably won't do much more things, but they're spending a half a billion dollars. The New York Mets are outspending the New York Yankees. I know Cohen's rich, but god damn, the I Los mean, Angeles I mean, Angels, I mean, yeah. the Los Angeles I mean, Angels I mean, are, sure, are spending more money, than Cohen the Yankees.
1: Money. I think Cohen got more money than every other owner combined. Cohen <laughs> <laughs> got more. Cohen got
0: more. He money does. He does. But the point is. The point is, no one, no one ever outspends the Yankees, right? That's the whole talk. Yankees can uh, listen, can flex their you're, you're muscles, right and mean, the fact that
1: they're not, right, it's right making me sick. Yeah, you're you're right yeah. on that. I mean, listen, there's a couple things that you said there. I mean, so one, I love Rizzo. I mean, I do. I thought he was great. I think he's great for the team. I think he's great. I thought he was great for the clubhouse. Um, there's still no doubt that that Matt Olson is. You know, you could argue that Matt Olson is the best all-around first baseman in baseball um, with regard to offense and defense combined. So he's certainly, if he's not, he's certainly in the top three. So, I mean, he's a stud who's still very much his prime. I think Rizzo's beginning to be on the backside of his career. Um, so, but I'm, but I'm good with really either one, depending on how it works out, especially if by, if by signing Rizzo it leads to you trading to get somebody else who's like a, you know, you know, Tom Orte or someone like that, um, you know, it, or or you know, going after and getting a, a Kelly or, you know, or Murphy or whatever it might be. Um, so I think that kind of just depends on the, how all those cards play. You know, I think I'm, I'm with you on the Peraza thing, which is that when you look at the, when you, also if you look at the, the players coming, you know, Bolte is certainly the stud, but you also have Cabrera that people are raving about being a great all-around infielder, and if you then have Volpe and Cabrera, why wouldn't you use Perron as a chip to get something? So I think it's more of a reason to make a move. You know, listen, you're the last thing is to go back to the shortstop. You are 100% right that the, the Mariners, the Rangers, and God knows the team in Queens right in our backyard have made massive splashes. It has gotten to the point where if they sign Trevor Story tomorrow or later tonight, the fan base will be happy. But they will not. But, but nobody's going to drop the mic because you signed Trevor Story because that's what, what's happened, right? The only move that drops the mic, you know, or at least on phase one of it, is is Carlos Correa. And yes, there's a, there's a bunch of the fan base who will be furious because Carlos Correa is the villain, um, and we've all talked about why we think that's not necessarily a bad thing. And you know, and, and it, I'll say this: I, I certainly talked to a few people inside the organization, both uh, from the ticket side and just people I know who work on the marketing side and different things. Plenty, and get their feedback. And what they do say is, the as much as the fan base thinks sometimes that they don't hear you or care about you, they, they said they, they absolutely do because this is a this is a franchise and an ownership group whose revenues come from this team. So when I think about being in the house in the middle of September on a Tuesday night where it usually still has 30,000 plus people in it, and it felt like it had 12, they feel that, they know that, and they are, they. from what I was told today, they are aware of the vitriol coming out of the fan base, not just for today, but that's been brewing, you know, the anger and the hostility, and the people are mixed, we're mixed on Boone. And they put the blame on the players, and they said they were going to upgrade the talent. They said they were going to upgrade shortstop. They said they were going to spend. You know, they know that they did all those things, and so there is, you know, one person that "I still have some optimism that there's, that they're going to make the splash because they did because they know they have to." Um, and so it's hard. It's hard to believe they won't until they don't. If they sign Simmons, I will blow a gasket as being their starting shortstop but I still believe that I still think then one of the two big guys ends up in the shortstop, whether it's it's Correa or Story. I still believe that Olsen or Rizzo, even a small tiny outside shot of Freeman, I think Freeman stays in Atlanta, um, and I still believe they will upgrade catcher, um, and I think they add a pitcher, you know, I don't know I think that is just entirely based on the market, you know, whether it's whether it's a Sean or whether it's a back end of the rotation type of guy. I think they add some depth there because I think they also end up I think they also end up having to move some of their pitching pieces and thereby want to reinforce a little bit.
0: Quick question Hold um... up, hold up. Sorry, quick question. You don't gotta give the real number. But 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 just give me a ballpark figure. Give me an estimate. How, how how much do you spend on your season ticket package
1: um it is
0: it is over 25 and under 50. okay so that's a lot of per, money per, right per,
1: per, per, per year and I am locked in through 2027.
0: Jesus. So, 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 you're basically spending over a hundred thousand dollars, and you're not guaranteed to see a single goddamn championship. And the part that makes me sick, where whether he meant to be, whether he meant it to be a joke tweet or not, Adoni Batista tweeted how the Yankees are not doing a goddamn thing, but they offered him a three year premium. Season ticket package to where they say they want changes, but it seems like all they do, because I get emails all the time. Come be a season ticket holder. Come, you uh, can get this percentage off. You can get this. You can get that. They say, nah, well, they,
1: you, yeah, here's how the here's how the ticket game works. Because he, I, I helped, him I actually helped the piece so there with that. So every ticket package inside the stadium. Is annual ticket. Um, you can, you know, and then depending, there are perks and different discounts based on how, how big your package is. When you are in, you are in the premium section, so when you're in Legends, Delta, or or Jim Beam, you can actually sign the multi-year contracts. Multi-year contracts have to be full season, and the bigger your multi, the bigger your discounts are, um, and uh, and they have other perks beyond that, and so I think he locked in for three years. because I said, I'm, I just extended through 2027, um, and uh, and you know all I can tell you is I the, the price of my ticket is more than a hundred dollars less what it is on game day if you were to just buy it, you know, for a single game. The discount. But, but to your point, I mean, they, they lock you in, you know, and, and I, I I said to my rep, I said, listen. I signed my extension after they made all these big comments about what they were going to do this off season. I said, and if if Simmons is the Simmons is the one they sign, you know, a, a free agency with five the best shortstops in baseball and they sign the eighteenth best. Um, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I think it's false advertising. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's
0: like it's it's like to me, I've always been an action speaks louder than words guy, right? And if they're making people drop money where it's thousands of thousands of dollars where maybe they can put on something else. Now, ultimately, no one has to be forced to buy buy these tickets, right? But they're doing it because they truly love the Yankees and whether it's someone sure. be, using it for clients or friends or just to be in the building or whether, whether they go to all 81 or 41, that part don't matter. But... You do it because you love the Yankees, right? So you you do it because you can afford it, and you do it because you want great premium seating. You you know, in case you can't go to the game, you give them someone else, so so they can have that great experience, and that's great. That's that that that's fantastic. But when you when you have people extend tickets like that, and you don't fulfill what you're promising, to me. You should be able if if they sign Anderson Simmons as the biggest free agent signing, you should be able to get out of that extension. They should say, Hey, listen, you know what? Wow, we 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 understand why. You know, and and you still may not, but the offer should be there on the table and if they don't do that, it just means that they don't care and that's wrong. If you don't if you don't take care of your clients or or your customers they're not going to be loyal they're not going to want to come back and that's just wrong so the yankees guess what start worrying about putting out a good 26-man roster to bring home 28 and you know what stop worrying about selling quotas and selling the stadium for for a hot for a hot April when it's cold and it's a six thirty start when when people may not even be in the ballpark oh but count the tickets who cares if we win by nineteen or lose by twenty five we got your money it's um yeah I mean I guess I, I still have some level of optimism that
1: they're gonna go they're gonna go with some big moves because you know listen to your point they they are aware that. They need to sell tickets. They are they are aware they need to fill that house. I mean, with tourism down in, in the United States in general because of COVID, you know that used to be a, a big a big Yankee stadium, and the Yankee is an easy sell. But tourism know, will not thing, be back. Tourism will not be back, David, until at least 2025. And with this whole Omicron right. variant, it might not be even longer. No, you're right. You're right, and that, and that impacts ticket sales. But the other thing is that the casual fans it's just oh, it's a fun place to go. Well, you know, listen, if Scherzer is starting in Queens, that casual fan may go to Queens and go to a game. Tickets are cheaper, you know, and and so you'll just jump on the train and go to Queens. And so that is something that the Yankees have to certainly worry about, and they need to they need to keep that cachet um, if they want to fill that house, because it's not just the ticket. You know, when you're in the house, it's the two or three beers are going to drink. It's just two or three hot dogs or whatever you're gonna eat. Like it, it's, it's, it's the, those things all add up. You know, it's not even talking about like what I spend on tickets, it's not even what I spend on tickets, right? It's it's what I spend on, on beer and food and if I bring my kids what I'm gonna spend in the store. Like that stuff all over the course of a season adds up. And and the only way you're gonna keep doing that is by having that competitive product in the field and that is why I do believe we will be, we'll have something that we're pretty happy I with hope. come opening day. Um, at least that's the hope I'm still you kind know, of keeping out. But certainly today was was extraordinarily frustrating, and it's still extraordinarily frustrating, and it, and it makes you wonder about just what is going on. But um, you yeah, know, more days. Like I said, the, the the only interesting thing about the Correa piece that that as much as. You know, maybe Seager didn't Seeger didn't get an opt out. Maybe he didn't want an opt out, and maybe and maybe that maybe they had the Yankees go like, listen, we don't want to give a three hundred and fifty million dollar contract to anybody, but you know what? So we'll give you a three hundred and fifty million dollar contract if you have an opt out in it, because if you're playing well, you're probably gonna opt out, right? Like front front load the contract so the, so his salary the back years are cheaper and he's more than likely going to opt out. So if you're the Yankees and you want to get locked into a 10-350, give him, you know, 37 in year one and 36 in year two and whatever it's going to be, and then by the, after year four, his salary goes down to, like, 25, and he's going to opt out anyway. And then at least you're going to reset where you are. I couldn't agree more, man. i will see our football team 9-9 nine, nine, halftime. Before we get you out of here, um, My last question, gut feeling: If you had to tell me which shortstop are we going to sign, in your heart of hearts, what you want versus what you think will likely happen, which shortstop are the Yankees going to sign, Correa or Story? Not not what I want, what I think is going to happen. First what you want, then what you think is going to happen. Okay. Um. And and someone compared him to a rod, and I think it's I think it's a pretty good comparison. But you know, his, his defense is just so good at least for the next few years, I think that's what we need. I think I think the, the point you guys, you guys points earlier about if Volpe struggles, it certainly gives Volpe more time with Correa because he can play shortstop longer. I think he's also I think he's also just the type of guy that. I think you want you want players to learn from, and I think he can help someone like Labor. I think he'd help the kids, you know, just because he's because he's so slick with his hands. Um, I do think, but I think the good story, and I am not, and I wouldn't be. I, I think I think story to me is Rizzo to Olson is a sign story. I'll be very happy if they get if they Sign Korea, I'll be thrilled if they trade for Olson. I'll be thrilled, and if they if they if they, tr- they sign Rizzo,
0: I'll be very happy. To me, and always a fun conversation with David is if you if you sign Korea, you're showing me you want to win. Yep. And if I'm signing True Story, one, I want to know if he truly dropped his B from shortstop because. If he's now throwing the ball from shortstop to first base, four to six miles power or less, and we don't have Rizzo at first, and we have DJ Lemieux at first, not that he's bad at first, but he's platinum at second. He's great at second. He's okay at first. You can't run that at first for 120 value you need a Rizzo, or you need an Olsen, or guess what? If, if you're not spending that money on Correa, drop eight years, $190 million, to a Freddie Freeman. Even if he doesn't choose the Yankees, make the Braves overpay. If it's for Correa, I'm doing 10 years, 345 Opt out after year four, opt out after year six and every year after that he probably takes something like that and
1: and you and and you front and if you are concerned about locking somebody in for 10 years then you front load that contract because that'll incentivize him to opt
0: out right 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 do do it do it like a do it like a guaranteed guaranteed 125 million right and 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 to where you make the first where where, where by year four, let's say he's already earned two hundred and sixty to two hundred and seventy-five million dollars out of contract. Now he's year he's year thirty-two gonna be a free agent and he's already made that much money. And if whether it's two out of the four were great, or three out of the four was great. He's going to get A-Rod. He's going to get another $250-plus and fifty offer to where he's made almost a billion dollars in his playing career. And
1: Listen, that's if, good. If, if you want to sell, sell tickets, it goes back to what we were saying on the ticket side of it. If you want to sell tickets, Carlos Correa is the answer. Yes, there are fans who will be unhappy about it. Those people will get over it. We talked about this, too, about he'll do one interview, with Meredith Rakovitz, or with or with Jack Curry, or with somebody, and he'll clear the air. People will get to know him, and they'll and they'll, and they'll love him because he because he just comes to play, man. And and um, and as box office,
0: that'll sell tickets. Here's exactly what I do if I was Correa, right, right, right before he says anything else. First, I, w- I want to address my new family, my new fans. Listen, what happened in 2017 was not a Carl Correa decision. It was a use in decision. decision. I should have said no. I was a voice in that locker room and we probably could have got it to change it different. But we it was a bad, it was an error in judgment. It's not who I am. It's not the guy that is you see why my stats are great. I'm truly a very good baseball player and I'm here to bring a championship to New York. He says something like yeah. that. He's gonna win over the whole fan base. No one will care about twenty seventeen. And guess what? If, if if I could, I'd want Alex Bregman, Justin Verlander, and Jose Altuve too. Even George Springer. You wanna know why? Cause they're goddamn good baseball players. I don't, I don't, All of them I don't, are
1: I, don't want, I, don't want, I don't want Altuve. He's too mentally weak. So I'm, I'm, I, I have okay. no I got no interest in it. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Like yeah, El Tuve, El Tuve's pathetic little buzzer thing. His pathetic little little speech like that. Some of the guys who can't survive New York. I, I honestly, he's I put a, a lot of the blame he's, on. Sonny, he's good
0: at baseball, though. Can't stuff. deny that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I put some of the, I put some of the blame on Sonny Gray on on um, on Larry Rothschild's decision making as a pitching coach. But like, but to your point, he was a little bit shell shocked with, with New York. You've certainly seen that you know that he wasn't built for New York and Gallo Gallo gets in his own head a little bit there and, and he struggles a little bit but um, Altuve I just think is that same type of guy like Correa is not Correa, Correa is a fighter I mean he's a, he's a mixed martial arts guy he's the press conference that we the press conference that made us that made us all hate him was Correa standing up for his team when his team were all weak he got up there was like that off guys like we're here take it you want to boo me boo me I don't care I think I think Bregman's a little bit tougher than than Altuve. Certainly, he had. He get, I think I think about that first Yankee game. I mean, they came into the Bronx. I was there, and we were. I mean, it, it felt like you we were in a prison. And we were all just calling for their heads, <laughs> and Bregman just lined up and hit a bomb. And you we were like, "Okay, <laughs> I didn't bother you." <laughs> but they Altuve, 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 Altuve can shove it, but Bregman. I'm down with Correa. Let's go. Give me Carlos Correa. Give me the guy. David Ben, you know, I truly appreciate you. We truly appreciate you coming on. We want to see the Yankees make a big move. Deadline's approaching. Hopefully the CBA gets done. Hopefully the Yankees can sign the shortstop because we desperately need someone big. And if you give me Carlos Correa, we're not saying it solves all of our problems, but it's a first step that shows us, hey, you know what? We actually want to win. Love it, love it, guys. Listen, have a good night. We'll uh, I'll, t- I'll talk to you on the Twitter the
0: Twitter sphere, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good news to celebrate tomorrow. Yes, sir. Take care, buddy. Bye,
1: buddy. Bye, guys.